Welcome back to the Justin Henry Show. You're with Justin Henry, your host, and today I got my man Ralph Martinez on, also known as Lobo. Y'all may know him as Lobo on Twitter. Shout out to the homie, man. We're going to be doing some talking today, talking about the a the nfc excuse me the nfc north and then also going over thursday night football football is back it's week one baby we're going to talk about some of these players and their over-unders and then get you some breaking news stay tuned You're watching the Justin Henry Show on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Make sure you follow on all social media platforms. And here we are, Lobo, my man. We are in the building. We're going to be talking some football today. Football is back. Week one is here. It's among us. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to talk about everything we got going on this season. How are you feeling, dog? I'm feeling great. Happy to be here with you, dude. It's uh, it's always a pleasure. I know we've interacted a few times. And uh it's felt like this off season and, and maybe just because it's, you know, it, it's, it's every off season that we say this, but it's just felt so long and I'm so ready yeah. to just watch some football and let's get this puppy going. I'm pumped. I think it's time. It's time. Yeah. Cause we have, it's the off season has felt really long. I don't know why, but it has felt like we've been ready for week one for like the last month, even though preseason is shorter, everything's been consolidated and here we are week one, finally getting here and it's still a couple days away so make sure y'all stay tuned in with us we got a long season ahead i'm sure i'm gonna see my guy lobo on the show a lot more this season uh, but let's get into some breaking news because there's been some things that happened over this long holiday weekend yes and so there's some news that happened this weekend that we do need to talk about um, and most of it is injury related. So we're going to keep, there wasn't a whole lot of like signings or add-ons that we need to talk about. Marlon Mack cut from the practice squad. But opening up, Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins are both listed as questionable. Now, they had an opportunity to say uh, Christian Watson could be available. But when it came to Alan Lazard, it was like, we're not saying anything. Lobo, does this concern you at all heading into week one? Were you somebody that like was buying into Alan Lazard? You know, I, I think what they're doing, and it could be a complete smokescreen that they're throwing, just to really understand, if, if you if you think about their team, the only people who they have film on with Rodgers is going to be Lazard. So defenses are going to start preparing for that guy. They've seen what he can do. They they know what Rodgers and him can do. So, I mean, I, I personally think it's a smokescreen. I mean, it, he randomly came up on the injury report. There was nothing yeah. up until that we got the news that he was questionable um, you know, I, I really just think it, it's more of a it's more of a game of, of chess here than anything else. And I think I've, I'm not, I'm not too concerned, I'm not too worried. Um, Rogers at the end of the day will be Rogers, and and I think they'll find a way. I think what it does mean if if Lazard does not play is, I mean, we continue talking about Aaron Jones being that wide receiver one there, but he will be, he will be getting plenty of targets. So I'm I'm very curious to see what happens, but I'm not too concerned. I mean. We'll see how it goes. We will. And, you know, I thought you were going to throw out a different name with Romeo Dubs there because that's the guy everybody's been hyping up that's this summer. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with that. But we've heard Aaron Rodgers talk about A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones as potential pass catchers. We also know the return of Robert Tunyon, somebody he's had a pretty good relationship with in the past. Uh, we've seen him have fantasy success. So I think that there's able bodies on this team, but it is a little pause con for concern as Alan Lazard has been a guy that's been highly touted. I've thought he's going to step into this wide receiver one role pretty easily. So to see him potentially be questionable or maybe nicked up a little bit heading into week one, 
is a little discouraging. So hopefully he's on the mend. He'll be out there on the field. If not, be ready for Romeo Dubs and Aaron Jones to have potentially a really big season if uh, these pass catchers aren't aren't up to par. Yep, 100%. Next up, we also have the Steelers, right? So the Steelers have um, announced a starter. Mitch Trubisky is now the starter. I think most of us knew it, but Kenny Pickett, there was times where he was looking good this offseason. Mitch Trubisky leading the way for the Steelers. How are you feeling about that? You think they rock with them throughout the season, or is that something that they'll be changing on later on? I think they're staying. I think I think they're holding. I mean, at the end of the day, they've got now when you look at it, a, a pretty a pretty young squad. And I think yeah. they went out and got Trubisky. They paid him some money. It's not like he went out there and signed a small deal. I mean, he went out there and got a good sized deal. When that investment came in from Kenny Pickett, I think more than anything, it's also just a light of fire under his ass. Under, I mean, really under Trubisky. And, and, and hey, if you're not going to be performing, there's a guy right behind you who actually looked really good in the preseason. He's a first round pick. Let's make it happen. And I thought it was, I mean, I, I thought it was a good move on their part. And I mean, they both looked really good. I, I was, I saw some comparison stats between the both of them and their preseason numbers. Very similar, very, very similar. Both through, I believe over 65% completion percentage. They were both getting those targets to, to the guys that we wanted to see, get the targets, mm-hmm. right? We saw Pickens get that off scene, that, that hype. He's got that hype going for him. Deontay looked good for injuring that shoulder in that one game he played. Uh, Pat, Briarmouth is looking is looking good. So nice. I mean, we we saw what we needed to I think from Trubisky to for him to hold that that position in that spot for at least the first couple weeks of the season. Yeah, and I think that Trubisky for me is a guy that I think he'll have success with the Steelers team. Now, I'm not going and projecting and saying they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to be a 10, 12-win team. That's not what I'm saying. But where I do think that they'll have is success, in, especially like in the division, and just keeping these games close and making players relevant. So I don't see Kenny Pickett really coming in this season until they're completely out of the playoff picture. I think that's the time Tomlin will be like, you know what? My uh, win-loss record, I know he's got the winning the winning season streak going on. When that's in jeopardy, I think maybe we'll see Kenny Pickett. Otherwise, I think I think as long as the Steelers are winning games, yep. Tomlin's going to keep the thing rolling. So, I agree. Another team that had some major injuries um, and is now have a new starter, Jason Peters, is on the Dallas Cowboys right now. Dallas Cowboys got decimated by injuries on the offensive line, the receiving core. Jason Peters is now signed. Does that affect anything for you? I mean, potential Hall of Famer Jason Peters coming to the Cowboys to help that line after the injuries? I I hate that Jerry Jones put the Cowboys in that situation to begin with. Um, and I think there there should have been a lot of depth in that. They knew it was an area of concern when when Collins left the team. There was a lot of a lot of pieces that moved on that offensive line, and everyone knew. Obviously, they went out and drafted Tyler Smith in the first round. Right. But if you're if you're if you're looking at that. And, and, and that whole entire on has not played a full season. I want to say in the last three or four seasons, he has not played a full season. So you know that that injury bug is coming and unfortunately happened earlier. Now, Jason Peters is a stud. Now he's 40 years old. So can he do it at that, at that high level he's been performing at over the last couple of years? Who knows? I'm hoping he does. And if he doesn't, that's great. If he doesn't, then I think that's exactly what they got him to do is hopefully get in there and, and replace Tyron Smith for, few weeks maybe six eight weeks i think they said yeah that, that it's gonna be a extended months. period of time yep yep so i mean we'll see it's it's it does help me feel a little better about about zeke and, and pollard because i think once once tyron went out that's a big hole for, for for zeke and i think there was a stat out there that showed zeke's yards per game with tyron and without 
And there's a big difference. So when you start to see some of those pieces come together, um, I'm hoping he can get the job done. But Jason Peters, he's he's a big guy, and I think yeah. he'll be able to help him out a little bit. Well, that it was really underrated. I don't think there was enough people talking about the mm-hmm. impact for this Dallas team, like for Dak, for all the pass catchers, for Zeke and Pollard, like, it changed a lot for that team because of how impactful Tyron Smith was. So it's good that they have Jason Peters. Hopefully he can make an impact and uh, he might know a little bit about the Eagles. Just saying he might have a little Intel, (laughs) Um, a receiver that's on the mend. Chris Godwin has shed his knee brace. And to me, I'm excited about that, man. For somebody who's probably a top 15 guy when they're healthy uh, in fantasy football, he is going super late right now. I think if you were drafting this weekend and you drafted him and you saw that news, you're feeling really good about drafting him. I, I earlier in, in the off season when I was doing way too many drafts and doing them way too early, I I was avoiding Chris Godwin just because of the uncertainty of how is he going to recover? You don't know what that's going to look like. But now you start to see he's practicing. He's ahead of schedule. That knee braces off full mm-hmm. game. Like it's it's now you're starting to get really pumped. And if you got him in that late round value. You got to steal. And and now, I mean, even if you're drafting today and tomorrow and, and, and one, I mean, goodness, it, it's just today and tomorrow because we got some yes. football on Thursday, baby. Yes, but sir. If yes, you're sir. drafting in the next two days, you got to feel good about where, to your point, where Godwin's ADP is at the moment. So it's, it's huge. I mean, he's going right now, like, pick 60s. Like, you can take him two rounds ahead of where his ADP is and still mm-hmm. feel comfortable. Like, to me, he's right outside of that. T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, yeah. DK Metcalf. That's his range to me. Like, 100%. I feel like he's up there. And then on the same team, um, we've, you know, obviously, uh, Leonard Fournette has been, we've talked about his weight. We've talked about them drafting Rashad White. They just came out and mentioned his workload potentially could be reduced or limited this season as they try to st- keep him healthy for a Super Bowl run. Are you buying it or no? I'm not buying it. I'm not Why buying not? it. They were, they were so dependent on him in their playoff runs last year. In, in, in the late in the season, they, he was their horseback. And I think there was a huge, huge piece that he was that workhorse in that offense. And, I mean, to your point, they, they drafted Rashad White, and I think he's going to be a great running back. And, I, I mean, I think what he can give to that offense is almost James White-esque to right. Tom Brady, but a bigger James White. And I think I'm, I'm not buying it because I, I think Lenny's in there for first, second down, potentially third and shorts. But you're going to start to see Rashad White get some of those PPR receptions, which I think that is where they are going to cut back on the workload a little bit. We saw Fournette used heavily in the passing game, which don't get me wrong, he did great last year doing it. But his his game is that ground and pound game. That's what he's good at. And I think that's where they're really going to utilize him and then leave those those pass catching receptions to Rashad White. It was kind and of a GF. I mean, there's, they have the pass-catching backs for that reason, and they didn't – I mean, Fournette hasn't really been that kind of running back his entire career. So to see him use like that and, and if the second half of the year, his workload increased tremendously, just even being on the field over 90% of the touches. Like before with Ronald Jones, he it was more of a 60 to 70% time he was on the field. That jumped over the last you know six weeks of the year before he got hurt. It was – 90% of the time he was on the field. So I think their goal of getting him off the field a little bit more, keeping keeping him healthy uh, is a good thing. So 
that's all breaking news I have for right now. Um, and I think it's time for us, man, to get into this NFC North conversation. I'm excited, man. Um, what are your thoughts just before we get into this? What are your thoughts on the NFC North? Because obviously it's it's been top heavy Packers pretty much for the, the last however many years. I think this year it's going to be a lot closer than people want to think that it's going to be. When you start to look, I mean, the Detroit Lions, I think, are a quarterback away from being relevant. Um, you know, I, I, I really think I tweeted this out a couple weeks ago, and um, they have armed up a beautiful team for either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Uh, I mean, that that team in Detroit looks nice. You've got an amazing running back in Swift. You've got some some potential tools there once J.M.O. is back. There's no need to rush him. Um, so I, I think next year we're talking about the Lions up there. For this year, I think it's it's closer than most people think also. I mean, I think the Vikings are going are gonna to shock some people this year. I think they've got the – the right coaching staff, which I thought was the most limiting factor for the Minnesota Vikings for the longest time. So now that they've got some new head coaches there, new coaching staff, I think the Vikings are going to do some damage this year. And I'm, I'm super excited to see them. So I really think it's between them and then, I mean, the Bears. I love myself in Justin Fields, but <laughs> it's I, not looking good. It's not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned, you know, a lot of people love the Vikings to kind of play that dark horse role to yep. take over the division. And a lot of people are doubting the Packers right now. And obviously they don't have Devontae Adams anymore. Just missing some of that Packers flair that we've seen over the years where they've been super consistent, even though Aaron Rodgers has back-to-back MVPs in his belt. So yep. I I don't know. Listen, that's why we got to go through this exercise. And this is called Straight Up. We talk about different betting, uh, betting things. Straight up, presented by Pickett, and we're going to dive right into the schedule. Let's start with the best team in this division, and I'm not talking about the Packers. I'm going to talk about the Bears because this will be super easy. Even though it's not the best team, we got to start there, baby. The Chicago Bears, and yeah, you you alluded to it, Lobo. It's it's not looking good for them this season, and you know there's been a lot of non football moves that have hurt this team, like not going and getting a receiver, not addressing certain positions. And I know they brought in a new coaching staff to help out Justin Fields, but it feels like this team could have done so much more in the offseason than they did. Yep, I agree. And I think part of it, a lot of people mentioned, I, I believe it was cap space. That was that was part of it. They really opened it up. And I think going into 2023, they have one of the highest cap spaces in the league. So whether this year was going to be just a let's eat it, let's continue to develop Justin Fields, let's see what we can really get from him. Because, again, this was the coaching staff prior that drafted Field. Field was not this coaching staff's Very good regime. Point. This was not their draft pick. So a lot of people were saying, well, there's a world where Justin Fields, if he doesn't succeed, maybe they just draft another quarterback next year. I don't think that's the case. I, I think from what we've heard over training camp and what we've seen, I mean, that last, that last training camp, I'm sorry, preseason game looked beautiful. But yeah. – when you start to see the, the the potential that Justin Fields has, this year is is going to be a, another development year. I think next year they go out and get him the weapons that he needs. He's got for this year, I think, this, which is why I'm so big on Cole Komet this year. I, I I really enjoy Cole Komet at tight end. I think he's able to take a step up because Justin Fields has nobody else to throw it to. I mean, yes, Mooney is there, absolutely. Right. But aside from those two guys, it's it's not it's not looking good. And I think Justin Fields is going to have to learn to 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 use those legs just a little bit too. I mean, I know he's he's a runner, but he will. He's going to have to lean on the legs because even with Cole Komet there, Darnell Mooney, the, just the weapons are not there. Losing Allen Robinson on the offensive side, and then the defense losing Khalil Mack obviously is a big big knock for them. So 
Let's dial in. This team's going to be a little limited. The first five games of the year, you see the Niners, Green Bay, sprinkling the Texans there and the Giants, and then the Vikings. Three of those games are on the road. What's your record during that time for him, Lobo? I'm looking right now, 0-2-1-2. I'm looking at 1-4 and four at least. 1-4. and four. You give them the loss against the Texans or the Giants? Against the Giants. Yeah, on the road. Or the yeah, win, on, excuse me. On the road against the Giants. Um, I think that's one of the actually the games that the Giants do win as well because I, I have the Giants winning, I believe it was – six games a season and that was one of them so yep yeah i like i actually have them going one and four as well it's just i think it's the texans game that texans game will be tough for them but it's at home and i think that they have an opportunity they'll come off of two losses against hard teams i think they'll really want to get that win so Mm -hmm. to me uh, i have them i have them beating the texans and then losing the other four i think the giants will be improved this year and then coming off that, they play Thursday night against the Commanders. Then they go Monday night, so back-to-back primetime games there against the Pats. You see them winning either of those games? I don't. I don't see them winning either of those. Unless we see some turn of events in, in, in Washington where they are, they're just really not even meeting up to par to, to where they were last season, I, I don't see how they beat them. Yeah, it'll be tough. I, I got them going 0-2 there as well. Yeah. And then they go – to Dallas, they play Miami and Detroit for a nice little three-game stretch there. Uh, obviously, the division game there against the Lions. Do you see them winning any of those games? I think that Lions game is is, is going to be a good one. You start to look at that. I believe is that the uh, no, that is not the Thanksgiving game, correct? No. no, it's not the Thanksgiving game. No, it's not a Thanksgiving game, but it is a divisional game. It's in November. At this point, they're going to have nothing to lose, and they're going to be just be playing for pride. And that's one of those pride games that they're going to. That, that I think they can kind of scratch out. Yeah, the end division game. Yeah, unfortunately the Lions, uh, the Bears are not on the calendar this year for the uh, Thanksgiving game. But I do see, I see the Dal- I see the Cowboys winning. I see the Dolphins winning, and I see the Lions winning. Man, I I don't even have them winning that game. So it's tough sledding right now for them. I got them going on three during that stretch. Uh, and then they before the bye, they got the Falcons, the Jets, two winnable games, but on the road. And then they play Green mm-hmm. Bay. What's the record for them that time? 0-3. Oh, 0-3. And 0-3 oh, and oh, and there. Yep, yep. I, I think that's – there's a lot of pieces with the Jets, and it's going to take some time for them to start putting pieces together. And I think by the time you're looking at week 12, I think the Jets start putting some of those pieces together. And, I mean, with the, with the healthy Zach Wilson, if he's back by then, it absolutely should be by then. I think they start putting some pieces together. So I, I don't see a way they win this game. Yeah. The Jets are going to be improved. I – it's tough because I want to give them the win against the Falcons, but I don't even have, I don't I can't give them that either. I got them going 0 3 during that time as well. So coming off the bye against a very tough Eagles team, you know teams normally do well off the bye at home. Mm-hmm. They got the Eagles there, then the Bills, the Lions, and the Vikings to finish out the season. Tell me you have them getting one at least. Out of these, the only one that I could potentially see. And, and, and this is just because of the way it is. It's going to be that week 18 games where the Vikings are going to be resting their starters because they're yeah. prepping for that playoff game. The The Uh-oh. Bears might might be able to, to sneak one out of there. A little foreshadowing, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think they can get one win. And I'm going to – I don't know why, but I think after the bye, I'm going to give them that win against the Eagles. I don't I feel good that. about it, but I want to give them just coming off the bye. They've had a lot of losses. I, I want to give him that win. So I'm going to give him that win. One and three to finish off the season. You got him going on four. So 
Lobo, right now, the Bears' win total is sitting at six wins. Six wins. And I don't see – it's clear that neither you nor I believe in this Bears team at all. No. You had them going for two wins. I had them going for two wins as well. Is this, a, is this an opportunity to hammer the under part? Like, are we hammering under six wins? Under. Under six wins, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know what? The best thing is, is if they do go over that, then I'm pleasantly shocked because I've got so many shares of Justin Fields <laughs> and Colton Met and Mooney that, that I'm okay with that. So, the win. The win, yeah. even though you lose, it's, it's still win. a win. All right. Well, the Bears, sorry, Bears fans. It's not looking too good for you right now, but hopefully they play a little bit better than we think, and hopefully Lobo can get a few extra wins on his fantasy team in that case. So let's move on to the other team, the team that's been on hard knocks, a team that's been uh, kind of taken over during the summer. We've seen a, them have a number two pick and Aiden Hutchinson come on board. We've seen them make a lot of moves on the offensive side of the football, going to get in DJ Chark, drafting Jamison Williams, getting some health. For this team but still with jared goff at the helm the lions man um they they come off a season in which they perform poorly but i think there's higher expectations for this team you seem starting off the season strong there in those first five games i do i i do actually see a world where where they i mean to your point i think that first game with philly there's so much hype with philly right now and i think jalen hurts is is going to go out and ball that game but i think they have a very legit chance to beat washington i think they lose to minnesota but I think they, hear me out, win the next two after that. I think they go to New England, and I think they can pull it out. I, I There is a lot of, of just New England right now from everything we've read in training camp and everything that that offense sounds like it's going to be a dumpster fire. Yeah. And yeah. if it is, they can't rely on that offense to win the games. It has to be their defense, and I think Detroit's offense is, is going to – be just fine against that Patriots defense. It's going to be a low-scoring game, but I think the Lions can pull that one out in New England, in Foxborough. So, so you got them going two and three during that time. I've got them going one, yes, two and three. Two and three, yeah. I, I got two and three as well. That Eagles game to start off, even though it's at home, it's enticing. It's enticing, mm -hmm. but that Eagles mm -hmm. team is better. The offensive line is, is solid. They're going to have some weapons. I think they come out and get a close win there. The Commanders, I think they can beat the Commanders. So I'll give them one win there. They're going to lose on the road to the Vikings. I think for sure they'll beat the Seahawks. And then that Patriots game. You talked about it, man. This Patriots team isn't the same Patriots team we've come to know and expect uh, under Belichick. So I'm going to give them the win there as well. I got them going 3-2 and two to start off before the bye. And then after the bye, we see they're at the Cowboys. They got the Dolphins and the Packers. You think they get any wins there? I don't. I yeah. don't think they get any there. I think that that, that is a little too um, – it's hard. I mean, to your point, coming out of – out of the bye, um, but going to Dallas, I don't think they've got it there. So I don't have them winning those two. Yeah, and then the Dolphins team is much improved too. We did their schedule the other day. I think that's a winnable game for them. The Lions, I feel like they're going to be much improved, but they still have to overcome that obstacle of finding a way to win close games, finding a way to be the, the elite team. And I just don't see that with Jared Goff right now off the helm. So it could be problematic for them as we go through the second half of this season on their schedule. Uh, we got at Chicago, at New York, play the Giants. And then Thursday night against Buffalo, or Thursday, it looks like that might be a Thanksgiving game against Buffalo. That is a Thanksgiving it game. It is. That's interesting. Okay, I mean, and you know what? That's right, because the Lions play every Thanksgiving. Yeah, Lions and Cowboys. Um, you know how it yeah. is. 
It's about to be a roast, unfortunately, for Lions <laughs> on that day. <laughs> for the Lions, I'm sorry, but you got you got Josh Allen, you got Daddy Allen. I'm sorry that yeah. that game's not even going to be close. But um, I, I I see a world where, and we just talked about it, but in Chicago where they could go to Chicago and pull it out. Yeah, I, I think that's I, I have them winning that one and then losing to the Giants. Um, I, I think that's. Take that one and one, and then just taking the big L and in Buffalo. Yeah, they'll split. They'll split those two games, and I think they can beat the Giants. I think that first game in Chicago might be tough. I know I gave them the win. I think I gave mm-hmm. Chicago the win, but we do clean slate on this show, so I'm short minded. I'll forget. I'll forget that part. But I'm gonna give them the win against the Giants, and then against Buffalo. They're going to get smacked on Thanksgiving. I think we know that. So 100%. we'll see Josh Josh Allen eating a turkey leg as we move on to these <laughs> next few games. Now, here's a winnable stretch for the Lions, right? We got the Jags, the Vikings, the Jets, the Panthers, and the Bears. I'm not going to go into Green Bay yet because that will be our, our little teaser at the end there. How do you feel about those five games? I think they beat Jacksonville. I don't, I don't see them going – and, and winning in Minnesota, or I'm sorry, th- this one's in Detroit, but I, I do not see them beating Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I think it's a clean sweep, unfortunately, against them. Um, the Jets, I think we, I, I think they pull it out. I mean, I, I think that Jets game versus the Lions is probably the game that everyone's just like on paper. And when you look at it, you're like, I don't want to watch that. Yep. But that's going to be a fun game. Yep. You've got a lot of cool, young, talented players who are going to go out there and start doing their thing. And as we discussed by then, their offenses are, are up and going. And Both of those teams that. are on like the upward trend. Absolutely. So you start to see that. I think it's going to be a fun one. I, I think they pull that one off as well. I think they also win against the Panthers. I think they go off and end the year on a hot streak. Now, is it enough to get them to the playoffs? Who knows? But I, I, I think I think they beat the Jets. I think they beat the Panthers. I think they beat Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then at Green Bay, I know I'll let you – Go yeah, with yours, no and then you tell me what you're thinking. <laughs> we got to set the stage there. So that's a nice little three and, or four and one stretch there that you have them going. So mm-hmm. I think they'll beat the Jags. I think they'll lose to the Vikings. I think they'll lose to the Jets. I think they'll beat the Panthers, though. That's yeah. a winnable game for them. And then yeah. I think they'll beat Chicago. So I got them going three and two that during that stretch now. It would have been a little bit more of you know excitement. I think if either of us had us had them closer to the playoffs. Right now, you got them at seven wins. This would put them at eight and nine. I don't think that's playoff ready. Do you think they can beat Green Bay in Green Bay for the last game of the year? Or no, I don't think they can. I don't think they can. I I really wanted to give it to them because I really wanted to see that eight with the Lions because yeah. I do like the organization. I do like the direction Dan Campbell's going with it. I think there's, like I said, I think they're one quarterback away from it. And and it's, it's we saw the Rams, I mean, one year after getting rid of Goff, what, yeah. what they were able to accomplish. And so I think once the Lions are able to add a QB in that room, I, I think we're having a different conversation next year. Yeah, and I think you alluded to it. We're probably going to get into it very soon here. You talked about this Vikings team making a run, and Green Bay might be playing for either A, their playoff life, or B, the division. So I'm going to give the loss to the Lions there in this one. Uh, Both of us had them at seven wins, and their total right now is sitting at six and a half. So that seems like a pretty sharp line to me. Yeah, that is. That is the sharp. I, hmm. They've got them at six and a half. Six and a half. I feel like that's a stay away. That's too close for comfort. That is in my a stay opinion. away. That is a stay away because you just don't know what's going to happen, and and especially in that division, we don't know what we're expecting. Also, from I mean, I know we talked about it, but Aaron Rodgers 
yeah he may not have the best year or maybe he does and he doesn't shock anybody that he does but yep it's it's interesting to kind of see where where it'll be but i think that's too close for comfort it's too close man and you know i think a lot of those games we were giving the lines we were also like ah, i could see him losing that game you know there's yeah. a bunch of iffy games and this team has a lot to prove this year before we can start giving them more than seven wins so i think if you're going to err on a side i would probably err on the over if i was going to lean one way but this to me seems like a stay away play so i agree as we move on to Team, we talked about you. You brought them up, man. The Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, um, this team has been talked a lot about this offseason as potentially taking that next step. Kevin O'Connell in there to take over. Justin Jefferson's been, been hyping up the offense, talking about new roles for Dalvin. The defense is good. Uh, when you look at this Vikings team, do you really think that they can take the division from the Packers, or do you think they're going to make a strong effort to be that, you know, like just make it really close? Yeah. I think it's going to come down to the wire um, when you start to look at some of the matchups that the Vikings have and the and the matchups that Green Bay has. I think it works into the Vikings' favor. So, I mean, I, I think they've got a chance to, to, to push for that division. Is it going to be enough? We just don't know because we haven't really seen what that offense with O'Connell is going to look like. So I, I will play it safe, but I, I am highly optimistic that we see – a Vikings offense that we're actually going to enjoy watching. You know, I'm, I'm there with you. At least the offense will be there. We know that for a fact because yeah. Kevin O'Connell knows how to draw these plays up, man. When I look at the first three games, it looks like we got a London game there, if I'm reading that correctly, against the Saints. So before we get into that one, I'm going to go the Packers is an L. I think the, the Eagles probably is an L on the road, and I haven't beaten the Lions. So one and two to start the year. Yep. I have them one and two to start the year as well. Those same games? Same games, yep. All right, now we go to the London game against the Saints and then the Bears and Dolphins. Anything out the norm there for you? I think they win those games. I all think three? They win, I think they win all three. All three? I think so, they win all three. Yeah, that's – you know, it's actually the Saints team and the, the Dolphins, those are both teams to me that are like – they're tough to gauge win and yep. losses because I feel like they can – they'll be in any game. Now yep. it's a matter of – can they execute against better teams like the Vikings are going to be one of the better teams this year? I'm going to go two and one. I think they beat the Saints. I think they beat the Bears. And I think they lose in Miami to the Dolphins. Okay. So I got I them going two and one. You got them going three and zero. Oh. Three and zero. Oh, yep. And then after the bye, we got at home against the Cardinals, and then back to back road games against the Commanders and the Bills. I have them going one and two during that time. I think they they lose to the Cardinals. I, I think that is if I'm not yep. Yeah, by then, D-Hop is back. He's back. You, you have got an offense in Arizona who is just going to continue picking up steam. And with D-Hop coming back, I think they lose that game. I think they beat the Commanders, but then I, I don't see them beating Buffalo. Yeah, it's a tough one in Buffalo, especially. I, I got them going one and two. Um, I think they'll, I think they'll beat the Commanders, even though it's a, it's a road game. But the Cardinals and Bills, I think, are too much for the, for the Vikings right now. Um, and then I see the Cowboys, uh, Patriots, Jets. To me, that looks like a, a winnable three, in my opinion. I got them going three and zero during that stretch. Ooh, you got to be in the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm not. As, I'm not excited. The Cowboys got to figure out that offensive line until they figure that out. I think a team like the, the Vikings can take advantage. And you know what? That game is in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. All three of those are home games. That's a home game. Mm-hmm. It pains me. It pains me, man, because I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let my heart decide this one. But 
I think I think you've got a point. I think those are three winnable games. Um, I originally had them going two and one, only losing to the boys, but I'll go I'll go three and zero. Oh. Let's sometimes do it. you gotta sometimes you gotta process yeah. it out. You gotta talk yeah. about it and process it out. Cause I also think the Pats are gonna be on a short week there against against them at home too in Minnesota. So to yep. me, those, that seems like a little winnable stretch there for the Vikings. And then they got a, a tough division game uh, at Detroit. And then we see the Colts and the Giants. Uh, what's your record during that stretch for them, Lobo? That right there, I've got them Lions winning, Colts losing. I think I, I think the Colts put up a good fight, and I think the Colts win and take that one away. Yeah, I think the Colts will be fighting for a playoff position during that time. So I think it's going to be one of those tough games that we're watching. Playoff seeding, they're right outside. They they got to win to, to keep their playoff hopes alive. I think the Colts pull that one out, yeah. and then I have them beating the Giants. Okay, two and one. So I got man, I got them going three and zero during this stretch too. I think that Colts Ooh. game. You're right though, like that Col- that Colts game is going to be very intense. But I like the fact that they're at home. I like the fact that they're home, yeah. and I feel like they'll be because of that win streak that I'm projecting them to go on, especially that Pats, Jets, Lions. Like that might be a very good hot stretch for them, where they get hot and they start to win a stretch of games. So I feel like they'll play pretty well against the Colts. They'll probably be talked about. That'll get flexed to prime time. It already has the flex option there. Yep. That seems like it would get flexed to prime time option. I'm gonna give them three and zero during that stretch. And then the last two, here we go. That Green Bay matchup is going to be must see TV at Green Bay. That game. Well, let's just I, who do you who do you got in that one at Green I, Bay? That could be we talked about for the division. That right there is probably for the division. Absolutely, and I think the Vikings take it in Lambo. In Lambo. So I'm hoping when the season comes around, Week 17 comes around, and the Vikings pull it out. You got to clip this and you got to send it over to me. I and will. if they lose, you got to clip it and send it over to me. So, I, I, <laughs> so I'll take my L's like a man. But. Only show the wins. We don't show the losses. <laughs> I love it. No, I just, I can't see the Vikings going into Green Bay with the division probably on the line, oh, wow. playing in the frozen tundra in January 1st, right after New Year's, because I know Kirk Cousins don't drink. But I'm sure some of those other guys, New Year's hangover, I'm picking Green Bay. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers off in perks, it might be different, but I'm picking Green Bay in the frozen tundra to win that game. So I got them losing that one. And then lastly, I know we talked about it with Chicago. Any chance Chicago gets the win there? The the only way I would see it is it's a very similar situation as I mentioned before. Is if if they're resting their starters, that's the only way that Chicago yeah. pulls it out. Give um, the loss. Yeah. Chicago's yeah. losing. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent. So let me total this up real quick. You got four, five, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve wins. Twelve for this Vikings team. Twelve wins a lot. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten, eleven. Eleven wins for this Vikings team. There you go. Right now, their win total is sitting at, I want to say it was nine. Nine, which feels disrespectful for this type of team. I think and, this is a this is a over for sure. I could, I think they could even take this division. I'm taking the over on that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I feel like Vikings over nine over nine and a half. It's nine and a half. Vikings over nine and a half wins is is like a lock almost. With just going through that schedule, smash, smash, <laughs> super smash. <laughs> <laughs> that is a absolute smash. And I'm looking at even at the calendar now. I mean, to your point, some of the games that we did not agree on. I can yeah. see them going either way in those. And even then, you take two away from that, they're still at 10. I, 
there's no way that they get anything less than that. And if they do, then something it's, went terribly wrong. Yeah, I can. The only time really is when I gave them that six and zero stretch. For me personally, I felt like maybe they had an extra loss or two in there. But for the most part, like we gave them some losses early on that they might win. You know what yeah. I mean? Even that Green Bay, those division games too. So it remains to be seen. But let's move on to Green Bay, man. We got to talk about Green Bay, bro, because losing Devontae Adams, it seems like, and the whole thing that was going on with Aaron Rodgers this offseason and him just kind of, you know, the restructuring of this contract, the, the perk talk and all the other stuff that was going on with them, it seems like this team has um, a little bit of, like they're kind of in disarray, it almost feels like. The running back situation isn't all figured out. This team doesn't feel like the Packers. Like it feels like they're falling down and everybody's expecting the Vikings to, to kind of take that next step. Yep. And we're so used to them having it together, right? Because they have Aaron Rodgers and they have Devontae Adams and like nothing ever changes because they are the Green Bay Packers. And that's what we've just accepted. But are we overreacting? Like, is it is it just like this media and like consensus that they're not the same team when really they haven't lost like a ton? They just I mean, the major piece was Devontae. Yeah. Devontae was I mean. Yeah, you're right. Just Devontae. Because, I, I mean, I, I was going to sprinkle in some MVS, like, sprinkles yeah. on there. But I'm like, no, no. No, we'll, no. We'll leave it at that. They lost Devontae. And, you know, it's it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you know, father time, man. I mean, other than Tom Brady, father time starts to catch up. And I think Aaron Rodgers is is going to try and pull another one out. And, and, and it's going to be impressive if he can do it with the wide receiver cores that that he currently has. So we'll kind of see how it looks. And I think I'm excited to go through this right now. Yeah. And so let's get started, man. Obviously we talked about the, the Minnesota Vikings there they got the bears, the bucks. Um, How do you see them opening up the season there? So I've got them beating the Vikes, beating Chicago, losing to Tampa. Yeah. And then, and then, and then winning against New England. Winning against New England. So three and one stretch to open the season. I can agree with you there. Uh, I think they'll lose the game to the Bucks. Those other two seem winnable. We talked about the Vikings. I think even on, yeah. even on the road, I think they're going to come out. Aaron Rodgers might have a lot to prove week one, especially missing Devontae. But there are some of the, you know, some of his receivers will be out. So we'll see. That remains to be seen. I'm giving them the win there anyway. Three and one to start the season on my end as well. We move on to the Giants, Jets, Commanders. Three winnable games for the Packers. You see them losing any, any of those? No, not at all. Yeah. Not in the least bit. I think that's uh, sticking to the script there. We're going to give them three straight wins. Here we go. Sunday night, Buffalo. Which way are you leaning? This is going to be the game that we talk about for Aaron Rodgers either being, you know what? This team has it, dude. This team is is, is going to make they're, – they're not only a playoff contender, they're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Or we're saying – you know what? Aaron Rodgers needs more weapons. He's not going to be able to do anything without going out there and getting a wide receiver for him. This game is going to determine that because, I mean, they really do coast for the first seven weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, other than that Tampa Bay game, and I mean, even then, there's a possibility they could they could win that game. Yes. They, they yes. could absolutely do it. So they go there. I have them losing to the Bills. I've got them and then getting right back on course and beating the Lions. Yep. And then – I have them, unfortunately, beating my Cowboys. Yeah. that's That Bills game is going to be 
I think it'll be a pivotal point for this Packers team because they're going to start off hot, and then the narrative is yeah. going to be Aaron Rodgers hasn't lost anything. The Packers are still elite. They're still good. And then they're going to go to Buffalo. Yeah. And it'll determine how they play in that game, whether it's a you know, a win or it's a close loss. You just don't want to see them get blown out in that yeah. type of game against their first real competition. So I agree with you that that's a pivotal match. And then I think they rebound from it because I think they'll play well. They'll beat, they'll beat the Lions. They'll beat the Cowboys. Um, and then we got the Titans. The Eagles and the Bears before the bye. How do you see that stretch playing out? I think they beat the Titans. I, I think there's that that team in Tennessee is so different. And, and I think if there was if there was other components, I think it'd be a different story. But I think I think they beat the Titans. I think they lose to Philly. I I, I have Philly actually beating them on the road. On the road. Yep. I, I think it, it's it's going to be one of those things where, I mean, by week twelve, we know exactly who the playoff contenders are. Yep. Who's going to do it? And I think that's one of those statement games for the Eagles. I mean, I, I think if they're if they're able to come out hot and do it, 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 have you done the NFC East yet? Oh yeah, we did the NFC East. That's it's a tough schedule even for them for the Eagles. It is a tough schedule, and I think when it gets to the end, when you're getting to these week 12s, 13, 14s, where you're getting close to playoff time, you want to prove that you're a contender. So right. I mean, I think Philly wins that game, and then I think they they smoke. Chicago. Yeah, I think at home in Green Bay against the Titans, I'll give them the win there. And I was looking at that Eagles game as well. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that we just brought up is that the schedule is very tough for the Eagles. And sometimes that makes you a little bit more battle tested. And I feel like we've talked so much about this schedule not being too difficult for the Packers mm -hmm. so far. It feels like they're missing. They've only really had two of those games, maybe yep. three if you want to count the Cowboys. I don't count that as a tough ass game, but I feel like there's only two games that are just like prime time or very high mm -hmm. stakes the rest seem kind of coasting and to me going to philly philly's going to be ready to win that one i can see him stealing that one as well and then sunday uh they play the bears that one's a win for sure so yeah. then they come monday night against the rams it's at home they got three of their last four at home against the rams dolphins vikings and lions how are we looking i've got them losing to the rams and then i've got them beating uh miami and then I have them losing to the to the Vikes because mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I, yep. I, I think the Vikes do it. And then <laughs> and then I have them beating the Lions. So. All right. So two and two during that stretch. Two and two. Yeah. And I think I got them losing to the Rams on Monday night, even though it's at home. I feel like the Rams will come in there and get the win. I got them beating the, the Dolphins on the road. And then I got them winning, winning that, that game against the Vikings and then obviously beating the, uh, the Lions there at the end to finish the season three and one. So – Lobo, you got them at three, six, eight, ten. I got that right? No, I'm missing a game. I think I have them at 11. 11, yeah. So you got them yep. one and one to start the season. Yeah. So you got them at 11 wins. I got them at three, six, eight, 11. I got them at 12 wins. So 11 go. and 12. And guess what their win total sitting at? 11. 11 and a half. 11. <laughs> right there in the middle. Right there in the middle. So we split on the number, and, and obviously that's a tight number then. 11 and a half just based on the schedule. It feels like, honestly, it feels like they could probably beat that win total. And I don't necessarily – 11 is probably the lowest I see them going on that schedule. I agree. I mean, unless, unless something, as we talked about, drastically happens and Aaron Rodgers just doesn't have it and can't do it, which, which we know is not going to happen – um, 11 is, is with this schedule is, yeah. is, is pretty easy. I think so as well. And now before we get into, we're going to talk about Thursday night here, in just a second, we got to do this real quick because you had 12 wins for the Vikings. I had 11 for the Vikings. 
You had 11 for the Packers, and I had 12 for the Packers. If you were going to bet on one right now, now I'm calling you out. The Packers obviously have better odds. The Vikings don't have as good of odds. Uh, which one would you place your money on? I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Woo, I love I'm it. Put, I'm putting my money on the Vikes, baby. I, I love I'm it. I'm putting my money on them. I, I, I really do. I mean, you're also looking not to mention you got the best wide receiver in the league in Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook is is coming off – is he, he's that guy can run he's still in his prime but again he's getting to that age where you start to see some of these running backs start to lose a little bit of steam so they've got to get as much as they can from him Kirk cousins they've got to get what they can i think they're in prime position to do it and as we talked about that green bay team is not coming in too hot we don't yeah. know what to expect from them we don't know if green bay slips two or three games they go i mean they struggled last season we saw that and everyone yes. was, everyone was tripping about it and if, if Green Bay comes out and they do that same thing again, the Vikes are just going to keep getting hotter and hotter. So my, yeah. my money would be where my mouth is, and, and I'd go with the Vikes. I'm riding this hot streak. I think that they have a hot streak to start the year, and I'm buying Aaron Rodgers being back-to-back MVP, playing with a chip on his shoulder. Love it. Getting, getting paid and still executing. Love I think it. we see a good season from Aaron Rodgers. I'm going with the Packers. I'll take the chalk on that one and still go Aaron Rodgers. I don't care. And if you want to follow my plays, make sure you go to Picket, the Picket app. You see it down below. Get $3 or $100 just by signing up using the code JHEN with a three instead of an E. You can track it, all your bets from across all your sports books. And obviously, we've been talking about the NFC North. But we got games, man. We got games coming up, and Thursday is a start. It's we've been talking about it, man. The hype. I'm I'm so ready to talk about this, but let's dial in on some of these numbers because we're fantasy guys too. So if people know us from fantasy. Let's talk these numbers. In this section, it's called the zero RB. The zero RB presented by Prize Picks. Make sure you download Prize Picks. Get your 100% deposit match using code JHEN with a three instead of an E. And this Bills Rams matchup is going to live up to the hype. I'm excited and ready to go for it. We're going to see some points on the board, but we got to go over some player totals. So the first one I want to go over uh, is Josh Allen. Obviously, the quarterbacks are going to be the marquee matchup here. Uh, Josh Allen versus Stafford. Josh Allen is projected for 275 yards on Prize Picks. Uh, 275.5, excuse me. You think he's over or under that total? So when you first look at that, you want to smash the over, right? Because yeah. you're thinking it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be a game that we that we see. We finally get to see Josh Allen. The last time we saw him on the field, he was lighting it up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was he was going crazy with it. Now, what some people also may not remember or they're just blinded because Josh Allen is one of the best fantasy quarterbacks playing the game right now. Last season, there was only six games where he threw more than 274 yards. That was it. Really? There was only six really? games where he threw more than 274. So we get blinded because if you took away Josh Allen's running from his game in fantasy, last year he's actually QB5, which is still great. But you start to see some of those numbers dip just a little bit, but only six times where he threw more than 274. I'm sorry, 275. Now, you're going up against defending Super Bowl champs. You're going up against Jalen Ramsey. You're gonna you're going up against some of these guys. I'm going with the under on Josh Allen for for our first game of the season. It feels like a higher total than it should be. 
when I look at 275, I think Josh Allen is good. They're not going to just let Josh Allen sling the rock like that against his tough Rams defense. The Rams no. have made a lot of additions yeah. on, uh, obviously, adding Bobby Wagner. And I think they're going to come out Super Bowl like everybody's expecting a Super Bowl hangover type game. Yep. I think they're going to come out ready for this yep. Bills team. Agreed. And everybody's crowning the Bills right now as this team with revenge. They're mad at the 13 seconds. Like a lot of, a lot of storyline stuff with this team. But I mm-hmm. think that the Bills – are going to have their matchup in form. Like, the Rams are going to be ready for this team. So, okay. when I see 275, I think that number's too high. I'm playing the yeah. under on Josh Same. Allen. So, I'm with you there, Lobo. Okay. We've been in sync on a lot of these today, man. Look at that, dude. I like it. And now, Stafford has been dealing with an elbow injury. Yes. Um, and, but, obviously, he has some new weapons, too. When you talk about Allen Robinson there now, instead of OBJ, instead of Robert Woods. Yep. Um, this total, to me, 265 is interesting. I it think is. this is I think this is a total where we see Stafford go over this in the first game of the year. It's not like this offense has been figured out. There's a lot of meat on the bones with this offense, and there's a new addition to this team. The running game should be better, even with Cam Akers getting a little healthier and the duo that's supposedly there with uh, with uh, Darrell Henderson. We'll see how that shakes out. But there's plenty of weapons, plenty of firepower. Uh, even if Von Miller's on the other side ready to, to attack, mm-hmm. I still think that this should be an over for Matt Stafford. Yep. I am right there with you. Now, very similar stat to what I pulled over with Josh Allen. There was 11 games where Matthew Stafford threw for more than 270 yards last season. So when you look at those two numbers, and to your point, Justin, where you're you're looking at two things. One, it's going to be a close game. No matter what it is, There's I, I don't see a blow happening either way. They're going to have to continue to to compete with the Bills. And, and as I mentioned, the Bills are not going to slow down. Right. Dapper's going to be slinging that rock. So I I, I think the over on that is is going to be nice, and, and it's it's going to be a good game. I like it. All right, so we're casting, we're casting the under and the over right now. Under for Josh Allen, over for Stafford. Let's move on to the other positions. So Stephon Diggs is sitting at 66.5 receiving yards. Uh, and we've already kind of talked about how Josh Allen could potentially be under. This team has lost a couple of key receivers. Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley are both gone. Now in comes Isaiah McKenzie. In comes Gabe Davis's expanded role now. Dawson Knox is fully healthy. Are we, are we expecting Diggs to be the primary beneficiary of all these new targets? Or you think they're going to be spread out among everybody else in this first game? I think what we'll see towards week two after this game is is Diggs consume a lot of that. I think I think game one, you've got Ramsey that's going to be shadowing Diggs. Yeah. So Diggs is going to have his hands full. And, and I think the under for Diggs is where I'm leaning right now. And, and I think just based on everything we've talked about, gameplay, Josh Allen, and, and they're going to have to use Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and James Cook, because we know they're going to use their their new their new toy for sure. Yeah, um, I think between those three guys and and the fact that Josh Allen at the end of the day is still going to run. I know they said they don't want to run him as much because they paid him, and rightfully so. You want to protect your quarterback, but I don't see I I don't see Diggs getting over sixty six. Not with Ramsey. Now to your point, week two and three when they've got different matchups, Diggs yeah. is I, I believe going to he's in contention for top five wide receivers for for me this season. So. I think after this matchup, it's up. But for this one, I'm I'm on the under. You made a hell of a point because Ramsey is the differentiator in a lot of this. And that's the reason why the number is at 66.5. It's because of what he brings to the table. I still think that Diggs will have a good game. 
And I am projecting the over on this because I think that this team is going to need to rely on him very heavily without some of those other safety valves. Josh Allen has a, a tendency to go to things that he knows, comfortable situations, whether it's running in the red zone, whether it's dumping off when the pressure comes, whether it's using his arm to sling it deep at times when he has time in the pocket. To me, Diggs has always been a consistent guy for him. And we can expect somewhere in the 8 to 10 target range. And if he gets that, I expect Stephon Diggs to to go over that number. So 66.5, I'll take the over on this one. Now, we talk about elite receivers, and we can't do that without talking about last year's Triple Crown winner, Cooper Cup. 93.5, which is a high total for most receivers, but for him, that might not be that high. Are you going over or under on the total? I'm going over. I'm going over. I think our triple crown king starts with a bang. And I think there's – you mentioned it earlier, and I think it's a great point. It's Allen Robinson is is going to play a huge factor in that offense. And I think, you know, just because he had one down year last season, I think people don't know what to expect or they forgot. It's easy to forget. Damn good receiver. And he, he's, he's going to make an impact. But because of that, someone's got to cover him. So right. I, I think the Cup, Cup is gonna is still going to get his. I still have Cup ending top five as well um, for this season. So I'm, I'm smashing the over on Cup on 93. Yeah. Uh, if you've known anything about me over this offseason, been watching the show or been following along, I'm a Cooper Cup fan, baby. Yes. In this position, I just feel like when you have that kind of connection with the quarterback, the quarterback tends to get you the ball. It's the same thing we see with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Same thing we saw with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. You can fade them all you want, but they're talented and the connection is there for a reason. And that's why we saw that special season out of Cooper Cup last season. I'm buying. I'm taking the over on this all day. I feel like that number is too low. And to your point, you mentioned Allen Robinson coming in. A lot of people think that hurts Cooper Cup when in essence it actually helps Cooper Cup because the defense has to hold him accountable now. So to me, when I see Allen Robinson getting his seven to eight targets a game, that has no impact at all on Cooper Cup outside of helping him take some of the coverage away. Give me the over in this one. Uh, I feel really good about that over as well. So if that's something you're you're looking at, for me, that gets a a full go, a full send. Yep. Um, We get to the other side. Actually, before we get to the other side of the ball, we talk digs and you talked about Jalen Ramsey covering him. The hype train has been so real this offseason for a guy named Gabe, Gabe Davis, sitting at 56.5, which is only 10 yards less than Diggs' number. You taking the over-under on this one? I'm smashing the over on this one. Smashing? It's not a gentle tap. On this one, it's a straight smash. Yeah. Why, though? Um, So so give me a reason why. So – to the reason of of Stephon Diggs having having that one on one coverage with Ramsey, I think what we see from that is the beneficiary of Davis and Knox. I believe Knox is also going to have a good game. Um, I, I think between Knox and, and Davis, I think the ball gets thrown to them because that coverage is is going to be not. I mean, it's it's going to be great with Diggs, which sucks because I mean yeah. I've got Stephon Diggs all over my fantasy teams, but for that week one matchup, Gabe Davis, and I think. Again, the last memory that we have of him is is just that four touchdown game, and then he comes out in the preseason. He Man. comes out, and the hype train is in full effect. I mean, Gabe Davis is for me personally. I, I think he's going to have the the better game in, in week one between him and Stephon Diggs. There's also a, a fun just a fun bet that I also wanted to throw in there with you as well. Um, Gabe Davis is also plus one thousand to get the first touchdown. Oh, plus one thousand. Now, if you've got a little bit of change, yeah, go put some change on that because 
if the Bills get that ball first, I, and Gabe Davis is, is going to be there, to the point we've been saying this whole show, with Stephon Diggs covered, I think Gabe Davis has that chance. So I, I saw that plus 1,000, and I, I was intrigued. So You know, that's actually not bad because, you I mean, the you talked about it. Ramsey on Diggs is tough, and mm-hmm. they're going to have to lean on Gabe Davis a little bit more. I was going to lean under on this one. You've actually talked me out. <laughs> talked me into over, And I don't change my mind very often. I'm normally pretty strong in my convictions. But Gabe Davis, to me, it does have a feel that they're going to at least have one of those big plays, one of those yep. 30, 40-yard plays. They're going to take their shots with Gabe Davis in this game. And I can see him going over that total as well. So give me the over with him and with Diggs. Smart. And I'm still on the under, though, with Josh Allen. But I, I'm rocking with you. And I'm rocking with the touchdown, too. Yeah. Get somebody paid on that. That was a good, a good number, one. man. That was a good number, man. Last one. Cam Akers. There's been a lot of talk about Cam Akers mm-hmm. and his return from his Achilles injury. He was slow in the playoffs last year. Didn't look like himself. And now mm-hmm. he's splitting time. All these concerns. He was having some soft tissue injuries. And here we are. Week yep. one. He's ready to go. Back in our lives, and the number's sitting at 43 and a half for a guy that's probably going to get around 15 carries. You think this is yeah. right on the spot, over, under? What's your, what's your thoughts on that? When I first saw it, I wanted I, I wanted to to look as to why they would have it so low. Um, and, and then, you know, to your point, the more that I saw it, the more is he came back from that injury last season, and he he looked he, – he just he, – he wasn't ready. Yeah. And I think that's really what we saw. We didn't see that burst that we usually see from Akers. We we didn't see him kind of just really making those quick cuts that he does and, and what makes him who he is. And so I think he's he's fully recovered. I think I'm not expecting a huge game from Akers, but I, I, I do think he gets, to your point, maybe 15, 16 carries for about 60 yards. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's the game that we're, that we're going to get from Akers this one. And because of that, yes, I am going on the over. When I see 43 and a half, it's, it seems like really low for a starting caliber running back who yeah. it, we just, I think a lot of this has to do not just with the Buffalo defense, which is obviously a top unit in the league, but it's also just a lot of that concern. Is he fully healthy? Is he full speed? As we've seen, you know, the reports come out. I'm buying Cam Akers having a good game this game. I think that 43 is way too low and it's kind of disrespectful and it feels like a scared number to me. Like that's a public perception number instead of what's actually going to happen on the field. If he didn't have 15 carries this game, I'd be very shocked. And if he had under three yards of carry after this offseason and first game back and he didn't have any of those chunk runs, I'd be very, very surprised. So give me Cam Akers well over this number in the 60 to 75 range. I'd feel very comfortable with that. Yep. Well, before we go, Lobo, you got any last prediction? You think who you got winning the game, man? We got to do that at least. Who you got winning the yeah. game? I I think the Bills win it. I think the Bills come out and do exactly what we saw them doing last. I, I still to this day believe if that playoff rule is different, then I think the Bills come back, they get, and they score, and I think the Bills go to Super Bowl. And I think it looks it looks a little different, but I think this is I think this is the year. I think everything is pieced has been pieced together there in Buffalo. I think they come out with a bang and start 2022 out. Come high. out with a bang, baby. Love to build. see it. Love to see it. Long pick. I'm gonna save my pick for Thursday on the show. But Luo, appreciate you, my man. Hey, I appreciate you coming on for real, man. Had a dope ass time with you, man. Tell the people where they can find you. Yes, thank you so much for having me on, man. It was a blast. Anytime you need oh, it. And before and congratulations, man. 3K on Twitter got the new logo. I'm loving it. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Um, you guys can find me Lobo's FF Den. I'm always there talking football and it, it's not always stats and numbers. I promise you I'm there for a good time. Come and hang out and, and, uh, 
join it there. I, I'm a writer for FF Face Off. I write some articles there. And actually coming out here in about 20, 30 minutes after the show, I've got my Alphas of the Week coming out again, Uh-oh. which is my version of, the, of, of stardom. Now, it's if if you're looking at players, it's not. I'm not saying that these guys are going to be one, two, and three. I'm just saying these are my guys where they've got a good matchup. They've got the potential to be top five, but they're going to be at – they're going to put up some good numbers. So it's my version, like I said, of stardom. They're coming out here soon, and I'm, I'm excited to get those rolling every week. So Hell, yeah. Well, Lobo, you guys make sure to check out the article, and you guys make sure to follow Lobo's Den. Shout out to the homie for coming on. And, yes, Justin Henry show every single day, Monday through Friday from 3 o'clock until 4 o'clock Pacific time, 6 o'clock for you Eastern guys. And then we got Saturday show, too. Saturday where I'm answering questions. Ask Jay Han. Make sure to get your questions in all week long. Week one is here. I'm excited, and we're out.